This is Ellen Goldsmith on Health Currents Radio, and we are joined again by Dr. Peter Bongiorno, naturopathic physician and licensed acupuncturist who practices in the New York City area. And last week we discussed how depression is viewed from a naturopathic and Chinese medicine point of view, and today we are focusing on how to treat it with naturopathic and Chinese medicine. If you want to learn more about Dr. Peter Bongiorno, you can listen to our show last week and find out about all the research that he has done. But most of all, he's written a wonderful book that's entitled, How Come They're Happy and I'm Not? The Complete Natural Program for Healing Depression for Good. Welcome back, Dr. Bongiorno. Thank you, Dr. Allen. It's great to be here. Last week, we talked about depression, and depression is so complex. And we talked about the naturopathic approach and the Chinese medicine approach. And you talked about the importance of finding the place to start. And in your book, How Come They're Happy and I'm Not, you open up the book in a very straightforward way, talking about what to do. And you talk about the top seven steps to healing depression. And I mm-hmm. wondered if you could just take our listeners through this outline, because I thought it was enormously helpful. Okay, great. Yeah, I'd be happy to do that. Um, yeah, and I, mean, I know we talked a little bit last week about the idea that, you know, when you're depressed, it's really hard to kind of get up and do anything. So I tried to create, right at the beginning of the book, seven quick, easy steps, not a whole lot of explanation and things to wade through, but just some quick steps to kind of get going. And hopefully people could do even three or four of them. Um, the first one is, uh, you know, uh, just to make sure, check in with a psychiatrist and make sure that there's um, that, that there's no issues that are of uh, great concern in terms of putting oneself in danger or someone else in danger. So uh, it's really important to make sure that you have a psychotherapist, a psychiatrist, someone who you can check in with. Because like we talked about last week, there are occasions where medications um, are, can be important if really um, things are in a dire place. And I want people to know that there are uses of medications that are safe and important. So to check in with that. Um, having said that, I think in most cases, they're really not necessary and they're, they're actually being way, way overused, even for people who don't even have, have diagnosable illness. And in these cases, um, you know, the next six steps I, I list in the first part of the book, I think are very important. Um, I give people people a list of blood tests that I think can be very, very helpful. Um, There's a whole lot of things to look at when it comes to depression. No one blood test will look at, will fix everything or or find out everything. But I think because there are so many factors in depression, like looking at nutrient status, like iron status and B12 and vitamin D, for example, looking at hormones and thyroid is very, very important. Looking at how the adrenal glands are functioning can be very helpful. Um, There are many, many things. So I I list those all in the book. And if you could have a doc uh, run those, I think that can be very helpful and hopefully elucidate some of the uh, possible factors that are involved in why a person isn't feeling well. Um, I usually recommend people, especially if I don't know much about them, to just start with a good, basic, good quality multivitamin, a good quality fish oil, and some vitamin D, uh, maybe 1,000 or 2,000 IUs. And, you know, I do recommend people get their vitamin D checked for the long term, especially if they're going to be taking extra. But usually 1,000 to 2,000, even if their vitamin D levels are normal or slightly on the high side, it's not too much that would push them over. Um, number four would be um, exercising for 25 minutes a day. Uh, if there's if that's something they're able to do, uh, exercise is amazing, uh, amazingly helpful for mood. 
uh, and can really help increase endorphins, help decrease inflammation in the body, um, you know, really help uh, the body rebalance and, and detoxify. And all those things are just so important to keeping great brain and nervous system and mood health. Um, and then a few foods that I think are really uh, useful for people, drinking plenty of water, hydration. You know, the nervous system is made mostly of water. It's water and fat. And if we don't get enough water, um, then the nervous system, every system really suffers. So that's important. Uh, raw nuts and seeds uh, can be very useful. It has amazing uh, essential fatty acids and protein. Uh, eating fish a couple of times a week, uh, making sure people are getting green vegetables, like a good cup of green leafy vegetables every day. Um, and of course, that's going to help their digestion, which is very important for good mood. Um, and maybe eating one fruit a day. And, you know, of course, that's going to depend on an individual. If somebody has diabetes, they might need to be careful with certain fruits. And so this is a very general, you know, universal kind of way to look at it. But of course, individualizing it is even better. Um, number six is trying to get to bed at a reasonable time and really creating sleep rituals um, that help kind of calm the body down at night and help pick it up in the morning. Um, so getting to bed by 10, 10 or 11 o'clock every night. I know a lot of patients who have depression have sleep challenges, so those might need to be worked on further. And I do talk about that more in the book if it is an issue. And then if people are taking medication, um, there are certain supplements that have been shown to be helpful with medication, uh, folic acid, uh, vitamin B12, and some zinc every day. Uh, so those have been shown to help uh, antidepressants work a bit better, and sometimes in cases where they weren't working before, they, they actually start working. So, um, so it can't hurt. Um, they don't seem to have negative interactions, and of course, it's good to check with your doctor, but uh, those are ones that I've seen to be very useful. Mm. So the treatment, the treatment we're really talking about, it's, it, it brings to my mind the metaphor of if you have a garden, and uh, nothing's really growing so well in the garden. It kind of looks like a sad garden. You've got to change the soil over so things grow better. So, you know, all these things that you're talking about, these treatments are really talking about changing kind of our internal chemistry, really. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, the internal chemistry affect our mood, you know. And, and, of course, our mood affects our internal chemistry. So... Uh, I also think it's important to work with a, a psychotherapist and or somebody who can help start working on the messages we're telling ourselves. You know, if you, if you wake up in the morning and you tell yourself it's going to be a bad day, then it's probably not going to be the best day, you know. But if you can wake up and say, oh, you know, it's going to be a good day, it's going to be some challenges, and I'm going to move through it, then that's already different. Right. And uh, so learning how to find out what the things we're telling ourselves is important, and then learning how to create new messages is a part of that. And, you know, as you work on the internal part of it, the body, it'll help that mood uh, piece get better. And as we work on the mood, it, it can help the body get better. So they kind of feed each other. Exactly. You talk a lot of, in your book also about not just the physical, but the mental and the emotional uh, way that you work with patients. How do you integrate that into your treatment? Sure. Well, you know, different people with low mood uh, can uh, have very different pictures. Some people have low mood with a lot of anxiety. Um, so for people like that, meditation can be very useful. Uh, for people who have very, very low mood, um, with no anxiety. Sometimes I have them do more movement, meditative movement. So we'll work on things like Tai Chi and Qigong. Uh, I, you know, I do find Chinese medicine and acupuncture, no matter what type of depression it is, to be very, very valuable. 
um, just to help people kind of center. And, you know, the beauty about Chinese medicine is that it really helps your body and your internal physiology acclimate to the world and the environment around you. And so at one level, depression can be looked at as, you know, us, uh, our bodies and our brain, our mind not really being able to um, acclimate to that world that's around us, or sometimes that input is too much. And, and acupuncture, I, I find, is extremely valuable to help balance with the world around us. So I do like using those. Um, and, you know, I didn't spend a lot of time talking about blood sugar, um, but I also find blood when blood sugar is nice and stable, people's mood also tend to be better. And they also tend to sleep better, too. So getting a good protein source in the morning, eating plenty, uh, you know, good bits of protein and healthy fat and healthy carbs throughout the day. And sometimes even a, a touch before bed can be useful to help people sleep better. So if someone uh, starts their morning with a cup of coffee and a Danish, like like all New Yorkers do, right? You know, um, or a bagel. No, I was going to say a bagel. Yeah, yeah, a bagel or a Danish. It depends where you go. <laughs> but, you know, what's that going to do to someone's blood sugar? Yeah, well, I mean, the first thing it's not going to do is really support a balanced blood sugar. It'll spike it up. It'll raise them a little bit, and then they'll have a crash. And uh, and that's, you know, for people who are prone to mood issues, whether it's anxiety or depression, um, it'll definitely um, encourage uh, that to happen even further. Uh, interesting, there are studies, though, about coffee uh, suggesting that for people who are truly depressed, and I'm not talking about anxiously depressed, but people who just very, very low, uh, coffee actually might even be helpful. So, um so I think uh, the studies showed that up to four cups a day can actually lower uh, rates of depression, but something past, I think, six or seven cups can actually increase rates of suicide. So, so and that makes sense. You know, too, too much of, of anything can be too much. And, um, but uh, so coffee can work in either direction. Uh, green tea also has been, have been shown to have good antidepressant qualities, too, and sometimes can be better for people who might be a little bit sensitive to the caffeine that's in coffee. There's been a lot on the news recently. Um, I think it's the FDA brought out some information that sugar is not so good for you. Well, I mean, we've known that, but <laughs> I, I think, you know, it's always nice when the FDA catches up to reality. Um, so let's... Yeah, there's a good study that I just read this morning that talked about uh, vitamin D um, preventing falls in seniors. And I was thinking, gosh, you know, I learned that in naturopathic school, like, uh, what was that, 14 years ago, I remember learning that. Yeah. And so it's nice to hear that, you know, modern medicine is starting to catch up with age-old age wisdom. Yes, age-old wisdom. So sugar, you know, a lot of people depend on sugar to lift them up and keep them going and help them deal with stress. And and it really has a big backside to that, meaning that it, it doesn't, on the back end, it's, it makes us feel horrible. So how about yeah. that? And how about the role of sugar in, de in depression, too? Yeah, well, I think, you know, you know sugar raises our, our body's production of insulin because uh, insulin's job is to, one of its jobs is to help get rid of the sugar and put it into the cells. And, and the problem is that when we raise our insulin, the insulin hormone pushes a lot of infl inflammatory uh, pathways in the body and in the brain. And depression at many levels is an inflammatory issue in the brain. 
Right, and we talked about that effects. last week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, so when, you know, uh, so I think there's a few mechanisms involved, but w one of them is certainly, I think, when when you have these blood sugar fluctuations and we're taking in too much sugar, it really pushes those inflammatory pathways as well, um, which will contribute to mood disorders, whether it's anxiety, depression, schizophrenia, bipolar, all of them. So take us through maybe just a, a story about you know, a patient or just some thoughts on when you take someone who comes into the, your office, your clinic, and, and really is suffering from depression, and they get going on these first seven steps, mm -hmm. what, what do they start to share with you? What kind of changes start to go on? Yeah, well, the first thing um, that I, I typically see is that, um, you know, people have a very small changes. Right. You know, they'll, they'll say something to the effect of, well, you know, they'll maybe come in a week or two weeks later and say, well, I didn't really notice much of a change. But, you know, there was one day I went out and walked the dog instead of letting the dog just run around in the yard to poop. And, um, you know, and then it'll become two days and then it'll become four days and then it'll become more days that they're kind of going out and doing things. And so what I notice is, you know, with natural medicine and naturopathic care, um, it's usually pretty subtle, and, and it doesn't all happen right away. You know, I, I wish there was a miracle supplement or drug or one thing that I say, oh, you know, do this, and it's like waving a magic wand and just people feel better. It doesn't happen that way. But uh, what I do notice is that when we start to institute these things, the body starts to respond in small ways. And that usually tells me that the changes are real because, honestly, sometimes I'll give people a supplement and they'll come in uh, and, you know, the next day or two days later and they say, oh, my gosh, I feel so much better. And I almost think it probably wasn't the supplement <laughs> because, because I don't find any of them really work that fast. You know, at, yeah. at, the, at best, maybe a week to two weeks or certain supplements um, like uh, SAMe, which is S-adenosylmethionine. Um, but, um, but most of the time, it's, it's a subtle process, and, and I find that people do tend to get better and certain aspects get better and then certain aspects remain challenges and it's like peeling an onion and then i know okay these you know this is where kind of the meat is and this is the the tough part we really have to work on or get to know better well it and it is it is a process and i think that's the real challenge for people who are suffering because most people and it's not unreasonable want relief from suffering and so to have these subtle changes that you build upon and stay in connection with their naturopathic physician, their acupuncturist, their therapist, et cetera, it's building a new kind of awareness, really, a new kind of, it's kind of working on reconnecting to ourselves in a, in a different kind of way, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, it, it's like... Um, it's like anything. It's like, you know, when we have a traumatic uh, uh, accident and, and, and the body gets sort of contorted and, and we have to relearn how to walk or use certain body parts. And, and it's really no different with uh, emotional disorders. It's, you know, there's a contortion, if you will, of, uh, of what's going on with our physiology and our nervous system and our hormonal system and maybe our, our, our inflammatory processes. And we kind of have to reteach it and relearn a different kind of way to work. And that takes a long time and a lot of, uh, it's like going to school, you know, you don't just learn math in a week. You, you have to keep practicing it and you keep using it and you grow up and you write your checks and your bills and you know, all of that kind of uh, stuff. So, you know, it's, it's something that we, you're giving actually uh, people 
new resources, tools, and skills that they can work with. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, there are some cases where I do find we make a couple of simple changes and one or two supplements and people just seem better. And, uh, you know, for example, like there's certain amino acids that can be just very, very low or aren't getting absorbed and you give it to them and people start making the neurotransmitters they need and they start feel, feeling better rather quickly. Um, so there are those cases too. Um, but I would say, you know, probably 60% it's a little more of a long-term process. But even among the 60% and, and the most difficult cases, usually, you know, the, the changes we make can be enough to feel better to, you know, to help motivate people to keep going. And, and that's what's exciting to me is just to see those kinds of changes that people say, oh, okay, I, I see that and this is worth doing. And, and, and I think, you know, intuitively people know it's like their bodies know when they're actually being helped. And, you know, and maybe I see a skewed uh, population of patients, but the people I see either it's because they really don't want to be using the drugs or because the drugs just aren't working. So for them, they know, you know, this isn't the right approach for me. I, I know I need something more holistic and, and, and more encompassing. Um, and so, and, you know, and that's why I think we're working together. And it's such an honor to work with people at that level. It is because it's a, it's a very deep level. Do you find you work with people for... Uh, like how if someone's coming to you for depression, you know how long would they be seeing you? Maybe they'd be seeing you more uh, frequently for a period of time, and then you mm -hmm. you have a longer term relationship um, relationship with them. Meaning, you know, from a treatment point of view. Sure. Well, I mean, it depends on the patient, you know, and it depends on on the severity of what's going on. If, you know, for some people, I do like to see them pretty regularly, maybe weekly. Sometimes we'll do acupuncture once a week, and so we'll sit down and talk a little bit and then do some acupuncture as we work on things. Um, you know, other people are, are more high-functioning, and they feel it themselves, but, you know, the, the world outside them doesn't really know there's issues. Uh, you know, they're going to work, they're taking care of their kids, they're getting things done, um, but then there's just this underlying sort of dread or emptiness that they feel. And so for those people, you know, as long as they're doing well and they have that support system out there, you know, I might see them once a month and, you know, as we look at, you know, some bigger picture items and, 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 and help create that shift. I think what you're offering people as a naturopathic physician and as an acupuncturist and practitioner of Chinese medicine are real opportunities to take charge a little bit more of their own health and well-being and to really be a active participant in their own transformation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, take help them take charge, but also let them know that there's someone there um, to walk with them. Because uh, I know, you know, my experience with the patients who are in that place is when you're in that place, you don't you don't even trust yourself to take charge of anything, and um, so you, so you, I like to encourage that with my patients, but I also like them to know, especially in the beginning, that I'm I'm there with them and they don't have to make every decision too, you know, and that we're going to create a group of people to be there for them. Well, they're lucky people that come in contact with Dr. Peter Bongiorno who wrote the book, How Come They're Happy and I'm Not, The Complete Natural Program for Healing Depression for Good. And you can learn more about Dr. Bongiorno or buy his book by visiting his websites, drpeterbongiorno, B-O-N-G-I-O-R-N-O.com, or at innersourcehealth.com. And he has clinics in the New York City and New York area. Dr. Peter Bongiorno, thank you so much for joining us and illuminating what people can do to 
work with and heal their depression. Oh, it was an honor to be here and to talk to the audience. And thank you so much for listening and having me on. This was a wonderful conversation with Dr. Peter Bongiorno in these last two shows. And I think that what I took away from it is that if you are depressed, that it's really important to get help and to get support. And there are many options for you. There are options for you therapeutically, and there are options from a naturopathic point of view and a Chinese medicine point of view to get that physiological support and to start taking small steps towards feeling better. If you're suffering from depression, I hope that you take something away from this show so that you don't despair. So no matter what your circumstances are, you know that there's something you can do. You can get some support, especially as an acupuncturist and Chinese medicine practitioner. I just want to encourage you to at least get some acupuncture treatment because it really does change how you feel. You walk in one way and you walk out feeling another, and that gives you the insight that you can feel differently. We've seen that everyone suffering from this condition needs support and help. We cannot do it alone, and I think that Dr. Peter Bongiorno really showed us that. That's all for our show today. I'm Ellen Goldsmith, and I want to thank our sponsor, Pearl Natural Health, a naturopathic acupuncture and Chinese medicine clinic in downtown Portland, Oregon. You can find Pearl Natural Health at pearlnaturalhealth.com. You can always listen to Health Currents Radio and find all of our past shows. And there are so many wonderful shows and so many wonderful people for you to listen to. And you can find that at healthcurrentsradio.com. Do subscribe to us on iTunes on the podcast area of the store. And the mobile app Stitcher, you can find us. Find us on Twitter at Pearl Natural or join the conversation on Facebook.com slash Health Currents Radio. We want to know how you are transforming your life through your health.